Hi, Sam. Hi, Harsh. Welcome to episode number three? Yeah, four? There's, there's only three. It's not that hard to keep track of. <laughs> I can't remember. Wait, so is this three? Yeah, this one's three. Welcome to episode three of Pit Stop Politics for none of our listeners because I don't think our last episode got any streams. It got one, but I think it was you. Yeah, that's definitely me. <laughs> it's okay. We're up and coming. Yeah, we're going to get picked up really soon. We're going to make it big. It just, it takes time. The scouts can't find us on our first episode. No, that would be too easy. We have to struggle a bit. It makes the experience humbling. Yeah. This week was Monza. Or last week was Monza. This week there's no race. Yes. What are your thoughts on Monza? Monza was good. I will not lie. I only caught the second half. I was asleep for the first half. But I watched the sprint and Sam slept through the whole race. I did not sleep through the whole race. I did sleep through Max and Lewis's little crash, though. Whoops. It was actually probably a really bad race to sleep in for, so that's my bad. I set an alarm, but I turned it off, and then I went back to sleep. I watched qualifying and... Oh, no, I didn't watch qualifying. I watched the sprint, and I watched the race. The sprint was good. What was the... Oh, Max, Daniel... Or no, Bottas was first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it was Bottas, Max, DR. Mm. And then like Lando and Lewis qualified fifth. Yeah, they should keep doing sprint races. Lewis is bad at them. Yeah, but true F1 fans hate the sprint because they think it's like a disgrace to the sport because it's not how F1 actually is supposed to work and they think it's unfair. Yeah, but as a kind of fake F1 fan, it's more exciting, so... I agree. I like it. It's it's more fun to watch what feels like a real race. Yeah, then it's like two races in one. Cause but the sprint, when I watch it, it goes by really fast. Like, I'm like, how is it already over? Yeah, it's only like half an hour. But then the race is like, feels like three hours. Mm, more like four when they don't actually race and it's raining and we're sitting on my couch. Yeah, that was that was the worst. Okay, Bottas finished the sprint first and then had to start 19. That was so funny. Who started 20th? I think Gasly. Because he didn't finish the sprint. Because he right. crashed. Yeah, Bottas is just bringing it all out now that Toto probably, like, forced his hand in signing to Alfa Romeo. Yeah, Toto definitely signed for Bottas. Like, hand on top of his hand, making him (laughs) sign it. Oh, I actually have an Instagram meme of that that I'll send you later. Sarah sent it to me. That's pretty funny. (laughs) 
But yeah, Lewis qualifying fifth was a real interesting moment, I will say. It serves him Feels right. Feels bad. Yeah. I wonder if either of the teams, like Max or Lewis, like I wonder if they're secretly at the table... Like, I wonder what the talks are like behind the scenes. If they're each team are actually confident, like, no. Like, Lewis is obviously going to win the championship because he's won so many times, he'll pull it together. And then Red Bull being like, no, Max is obviously going to win. Or if they're both genuinely worried. I wonder if either are, like, confident enough. Yeah, I think they're not. That's the whole point, like, that makes it so exciting. Because they're so mean to each other. Did you... Well, I'm sure you saw it, but I guess... Let me rephrase. How do you feel about Max having... What was it? A time penalty? A grid penalty for the next race? Yeah. Like, Max was deemed at fault by the FIA. What are your thoughts? To be honest, when I was watching the race... I thought that it was Lewis's fault that he didn't give Max enough room, but I guess it's the opposite way. Max didn't give Lewis enough room. And it's definitely not fair. The FIA is just mad Lewis Hamilton didn't get to finish the race. So they're like, mm, bad Max. But anytime like Lewis crashes into Max, they don't care. They're just like, oh, five seconds. Hee <laughs> hee. I agree. I think Lewis never gets the penalty that he deserves. Yeah. Or not even deserving, but I just think relative to every other driver and the other penalties that other drivers get for doing way worse things than Lewis does, like, relatively, they don't make sense. Like, Lewis is basically never punished. However, and this is coming from a dear Max Verstappen fan, I'm not, like, that mad about it. Like, I do also see how it was, like, could have been Max's fault. But I do agree that Lewis never gets punished. Okay, my thoughts on Lewis and Max. I don't think it's fair that Max got such a big penalty. Like, three places, grid pen. I mean, it's not that bad because he'll probably get, like, pull, and then it's only three places down from that. So I guess it's okay, but it's just annoying that Lewis never gets a penalty. And I think with like younger F1 fans, everyone's on the same page. Like, oh, I hate Lewis. But then older right, like F1 the new fans, fans are like, I hope Lewis Hamilton wins one more race. So he's like God. on par with Schumacher. It's like, why do you, why do you want Lewis Hamilton to win? He's so annoying. Aren't you guys tired? Aren't you guys tired of watching him spray the champagne? I'm just as tired of watching Lewis win. I'm just as tired as Lewis. Because Lewis also, like we always say, is not having a good time. Yeah. Like, this race just goes to show, as soon as another team won, it was, like, so fun. Everyone had way more fun. Like, the F1 Instagram was, like, popping and, like, everyone's Instagrams were, like, blowing up, like, congratulating them, and, like, all the reposts, and all, like, the YouTube videos, and interviews. I agree. It is only exciting when Lewis doesn't win. Honestly, 
from an outsider's perspective, it also might not be that exciting when Max wins either. But I think it would be very exciting if he won the world championship. Mm. Like the driver's championship, that would be exciting. Yeah, and Max is also like still up and coming, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like he's been doing this for the past, I don't know, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, he's in like his prime. I want Max to win the drivers, and like Mercedes will probably win constructors. I don't care. Like Toto can have that, but I don't want Lewis to win again. He doesn't need it. During the race, uh, you probably didn't see this part, but when <laughs> when Daniel <laughs> passed Max at like turn one, and then essentially Max was just like defending everyone else, and Daniel was just like sailing Diving. through. And Max didn't get that close to Daniel. Maybe like one or two laps, he was kind of close. But in the, like the post race interviews, even Daniel was like. No, he didn't ever get close enough that I was truly defending. So I thought it was nice because they used to be teammates and now Max just like held everyone off so Daniel could get the win. Right, and remember in like season two, I think it was, or no, maybe it had to be season one because in season two of Drive to Survive, I think DR had already like left to Renault, I guess, maybe? I don't know, but remember when Max and DR used to, like, crash into each other because they just hated each other? Yeah, that's Sorry, that was my point. (laughs) And Christian Horner would be so bad. (laughs) But yeah, DR's win, I never left. I just moved aside for a while. Yeah, that just reiterates my point that Daniel is the main character, and even the FIA knows it. They, like, put out a freaking movie on YouTube. I think it was only, like, five minutes, but still, all about Daniel and his turmoil, and now he's won. Like, they've been waiting for this. He is the true main character of F1, because if you think about it, he kind of, like, has it all. Like, he's had a good career. Like, was he world champion? Like, no. But, like, he's had a good career. He's a good driver. He's funny. He's good looking. Yeah, he doesn't take the sport too seriously either. He has, like, a real personality compared to the other drivers, I find. Yeah. Even, like, for, like, his age. Like, he's not an old man. But if you think about it, like, Lando, like, yeah, he's also funny. But you see it more as, oh, he's also a kid. But, yeah. like, Dier's just funny. Yeah, he's funny and he, like, knows he's funny and he, like, can joke around. And he around. knows he's cute. Yeah. Like, he is the main character. That's a good way to put it. Kimmy announced he's leaving. Sad. And then got COVID. <laughs> he's lying. He probably doesn't even you have... Think he's lying? He's not lying. He announced it, like, at one of the races. So how did nobody else get COVID from Kimmy? I think he's lying. He's just tired. He doesn't want to race anymore. He announced his retirement. And now he's like, peace out. I do not think that is true. I, I mean, I did just make it up. So maybe not true. But on brand for Kimmy. 
to get COVID and miss races right after he announced he's retiring. It is. And the guy who replaced him is not good. Oh, yeah, the one who raced this time. I think he used to race at Williams in one of the seasons of Drive to Survive. Oh, so that's the other Williams driver who we never pay attention to. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Williams. Albon to Williams. Oh, I was thinking Russell leaving Williams. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, both. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We maybe we should still talk about the McLaren win. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. I got sidetracked. And then we'll move on to traits. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing this for you. You're the you're the true DR fan. Yeah, I was happy Daniel won. Lando came second. That's his best, which was kind of surprising. I didn't think that because he's like been consistently number 3 or number 4 in the drivers championship. So mm-hmm. for him to only have, like, gotten up to third place. I agree. I also think it's surprising that he hasn't won yet. I think that's crazy because I think Lando's a really good driver, but I also think that he just consistently is always top five, which in retrospect is better in a lot of ways. Like, of course, the feeling of winning, but for a team perspective, like, if you think about it, no hate. Checo's not doing great. <laughs> Checo's not doing good. And he's won. He's had good races. But I will say, he is not being very consistent lately. Yeah, Lando's definitely more consistent. And in the post-race interview, they were asking him because at one point I guess he told the like the team told Lando to let Daniel get the win and Lando was like fine can we like pick up the pace a bit then and then Daniel was like okay I'll go faster but in the post-race interviews they asked him about that and he's like yeah he's like it would have been like cool for me but I'm mostly just happy for the team we've scored like the maximum amount of points this time so that's very impressive for our team and yeah he was a good sport about it Lando's got time Lando's young yeah he said that as well he'll be in the sport for a while and I think we all know DR although not yet like not at all yet but He's on the older end of the spectrum. He's getting there. Yeah, Lando has a lot of years still, so he'll get there. I've been watching all, like, the F1 YouTube videos. Like, not the interviews, but, like, the fun little skits that they do. And I watched the one with Yuki being like, how does a dog bark in your language? See, wasn't it funny? (laughs) It was. But I was just thinking about the one of Lando and DR, and they played, like, Mr. and Mrs., it was so cringy, don't you think? It's so awkward. <laughs> because it's like, who's the hotter one? Daniel. Who's funnier? Daniel. More likely to be famous? Daniel. <laughs> yeah. I like the ones from uh, the previous years with Carlos and Lando. They were so mm-hmm. cute together. They're still cute together. Like, they still, like, will punch each other in the nuts and stuff during interviews, and it's funny. 
And then he goes, Oi! Yeah, Carlos is so funny. I love their friendship. I think it's the best in, like, all of F1 right now. Yeah, they're a good duo. Okay, I guess the last person of interest in the race for top three is Bottas. He did a really good drive. I know we are team we don't like Bottas, but... I don't think we're necessarily team we don't like Bottas. Okay, we don't like him at Mercedes because they treat him so badly and it's sad. Yeah. And he just lets them. Ugh. I mean, I wouldn't be able to stand up to Toto Wolf either, so... I... <laughs> Me too. But I also think that when he signed on to Mercedes, he already knew. Like, it's not really something that they, like, blindsided him into having Lewis as the favorite. Fair enough. Like, he'd been knowing. Place your bets. Do you think he's going to be successful? Not necessarily in being a champion, because he probably won't be. But do you think he'll be successful at Alfa Romeo? Or do you think he's going to, no offense, but be like, like Kimmy? Like, Kimmy didn't really thrive. And I'm not saying it's Kimmy's fault, but I'm sure Alfa Romeo's car isn't, like, great, great. Yeah, wasn't Giovinazzi in, like, pretty high this race at high, one point? High for him, and then his engine died. Yeah, so... And he's been high the past couple races. Like, he's qualified seventh. Oh, that's pretty good. The past two, which is his career best. Whoa, was Giovinazzi staying next year? I don't know, but do you think Bottas is going to do well at Alfa Romeo? Or do you think he's going to fall yeah, to the bottom of the pack? I think he's still going to do well. Like, do well in the Alfa Romeo for that team. I think he's a good driver. He proved Maybe he'll it. make a comeback. Yeah, he went 19th to 3rd. That's a lot of overtaking, and I don't think anyone else... He said that's probably his, like, career's most overtakes. Yeah, I think the season's most overtaking, I think it's Vettel. Which is, like, kind of interesting. Vettel. Because... Vettel. Because I feel like I don't really pay attention to Vettel overtaking that much, but... Um... Yeah, I think Bottas is a lot better than we give him credit for. Because I feel like he just always qualifies, like, top five and, like, holds his spot. So it's like, oh, whatever. Because after, like, the first two laps, the stretches of, like, gaps in between drivers really starts to extend. And then they're just driving. Yeah, he's third place in the Drivers' Championship now. Who was third before? Lando. Or, wait, that doesn't make sense because Lando did better than him this time. Okay, I I thought he was third, but he's been no, like he consistently was... third or fourth. Bottas has been fourth. Maybe he's third now, but maybe he did better than Lando at the race before. Yeah, and the sprint had a few points, right? Right. I don't True. Know if it's enough to do better, but. Good point. I forgot about the sprint with points. 
Okay, I can see why people wouldn't like that the sprint has points. I think the sprint is okay for determining the grid, but maybe the points, I do see how that might mess things up for the loyal fans out there. I still like the sprint. <laughs> I also still like the sprint because we're not like OG fans. Yeah. All the memes of uh, Lewis Max Crash are so funny. <laughs> Lewis wearing the Red Bull as a hat. Lewis's new haircut. Yeah. And I know it's bad because I'm sure like it did hurt and it is dangerous. <laughs> but when I was watching the post-race interviews when he's like, yeah, my neck is definitely a little bit sensitive, a little shaken up. I was like, piss off. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't so have dramatic. gone to the Met Gala then. What a crybaby. I thought the picture of him at the Met was fake. I was like, this is mad good Photoshop. Because why would Lewis Hamilton be at the Met? Because it's also like in previous years, I would have seen a picture of Lewis Hamilton at the Met and just like not known who he was and like assumed he was an actor because like, I don't know anything about F1. But now that I do, I'm like, why is he at the Met? There were also like videos and stuff. And I think Lewis commented that he, it was rude of Max to not check on him after Max like ran him over. Um, he didn't check on Max when he, like, got sent to the hospital. Yeah, at Silverstone. Lewis was, like, out partying. They just have a rivalry. It was rude of Max. Whatever. Okay, well, I don't think it's fair for Lewis to comment that it was rude for Max because he didn't check on Max, but I do think Max should have checked on him considering he threw a fit about Lewis not checking on him. When he posted on Instagram, it was like not very sportsmanlike. Yeah, there was like a video and somebody had made a just like text commentary over it and it's like Max gets out of the car, thinks about checking on Lewis. Lewis is like still pushing his foot on the accelerator, I guess, trying to get the Red Bull off his car. And Max is like, oh, he's still moving. It's fine. And then he walks away. So yeah, I guess if I saw that Lewis was still trying to drive the car, I'd be like, okay, you're fine. I'm gonna storm off and be angry. That's what Red Bull does best. I feel like with such, like, big crashes like this stuff, like, because obviously they're a lot worse, like, in real life than they are watching on TV and, like, being disrespectful to each other and, like, not checking in, saying this, saying that, all, like, the shit Horner and Toto definitely talk behind the scenes. How do you, like, go back, like, the next season and, like, shake hands and you're like, yeah, we're both F1 drivers, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they all kind of just, like, become friendly. I feel like there are no, like, real beef situations. But, like, how would you actually get over that? I wouldn't. I'm too, like, sensitive. Imagine they had to be on a team together. They would never. Because neither would be willing to be number two. When Daniel was at his peak, Max wasn't even willing to be number two. Yeah, that's true. But now they're friends, so I guess you're right. They do just kind of get over it. It's probably just... Yeah. Like they're angry because they're passionate about their sport. But afterwards, they're like, okay, whatever. Now I'm trying to think. I'm thinking about all the contracts. 
now I'm wondering who's gonna get Alfa Romeo because you were like Giovinazzi at Alfa Romeo next year maybe I think he might stay okay we had a bunch of trade announcements so I guess we'll start with the big one Mercedes mm-hmm George Wessel. yeah Wessel at Mercedes I mean, I think we all saw it coming, kind of. We were just waiting on it at that point. But I do hope that he's successful. I feel like it's still very possible that, like, I don't know. What if he has, like, a bad first couple of races and it'll be so interesting to watch, like, the drive to survive and them getting, like, so stressed because, like, they made such a big trade and it's not going how they thought it was. Because there's bound to be, like, bumps in the road, but it's been Lewis and Bottas for so many years, and Bottas was just, like, submissive at that point. Yeah, I think George might be like that the first few years, and then they'll eventually transition him into... A number one driver role if he's successful though you never Hopefully. know you never know I don't remember what I said last episode but I remember for like AlphaTauri I was like maybe they don't sign Yuki and they sign I guess I was probably thinking Albon yeah I think that's what you said because you are a hater and you don't like Yuki I'm not a hater Yuki's just like, okay. He's kind of bad. Did you see the meme I sent you of Gasly being like, F1, breaking news. Gasly. Yes, carrying off. <laughs> yeah. Gasly can't race because he broke his back carrying the team. I genuinely like was worried when I read the first half. I was like, oh no, because he's been a pretty consistent like sixth place other than the fact that he hasn't finished. Like, he didn't finish in, like, the sprint or this race. But I think he's had quite a solid season. If I may. Yeah. They probably could have picked someone other than Yuki, to be honest, but... Even Yuki was surprised he got signed back. That's true. I don't know. I just crash so much and I waste so much money. (laughs) Yuki, you're right. Okay, but what what were my thoughts if I was, like... Drop Yuki, sign Albon. Who would have gone to Williams? I don't know. I guess just some rando. Maybe like Mick Schumacher or something. Like I feel like he should have potential. I'd just like to think he has potential and he's just in a has. But maybe he just doesn't actually have as much potential as we all think he does. Yeah. Which is like mean, but you know. The other big trade news was Albon going to Williams. I'm happy Albon's racing again. Me too. I hope that Williams, I don't know if that's how that works. If like Williams has more money now because of like the new rules or like it evens the playing field or if Williams has more money because George did well this season and their sponsors are upping their game but I just I want Albon to do so well that like Horner like regrets kind of not like ruining his career but it definitely like crushed him for a long time yeah Horner has no regrets I think 
I know, but I'd like to see Alvon doing well so that Horner's like, oh, like, he is good. Horner will just, like, take credit for it. He'll be like, yeah, well, it's because he was so bad at Red Bull that he learned something and now he's good. So, good job, Red Bull, again. Oh my gosh. Wait, Hass announced that it's Mick and Nikita, right? Yeah, Stinky Mazepin again. Still gonna be the wanker of next season, I guess. Yeah. I guess Hass needs the funding, let's be honest, from Mazepin's Oh daddy. yeah, he's a daddy driver. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lance Stroll and Vettel are staying at Aston Martin. Speaking of daddy drivers. <laughs> Speaking of daddy drivers, Lance's still in it. It's so funny to me that they announced Vettel will be staying at Aston Martin before they announced Stroll will be staying there. I was like, okay, no What's Stroll going to do? Retire? Maybe they thought somebody else would pick him. And his dad wouldn't have to keep paying his salary. Like, I guess. Yeah, there were no other spots. Maybe they thought he would go to Alpha Tori? Maybe, but I don't see... Lawrence wanting his son to drive for AlphaTauri over himself. Yeah. Like, maybe Red Bull, but not, like, the secondary, less good Red Bull team. Lawrence wouldn't take that shit. True. Because I feel like they would only take that risk when it's, like, the best of the best team, because then there's no security. Like, it's only worth it if it's, like, Mercedes or something, which Lance is not getting signed to Mercedes. (laughs) But if you drive for your dad, it's constant job security. You never have anything to worry about. That's true. I think that's pretty much all for trades. The only one left is uh, the other Alfa Romeo seat. Other news was that the Michael Schumacher documentary came out on Netflix. It's so good. No hate to Michael Schumacher, but it was very boring. Yeah, I watched, I think, 15 minutes of it, and then I was like, this is boring. And I was watching it with my dad, and he's like, all F1 races are boring. And I was like, that's rude. And this is exceptionally boring. I watched 40 minutes because I went to the gym this morning and yesterday morning, and I do 20 minutes on the stair climber each morning. So I did 20 and 20 probably felt like a very long 20 minutes it did if you were watching Um, the documentary but i do want to finish it because like it's definitely common knowledge for all f1 fans but like it wasn't common knowledge to me i kind of just thought he was like driving but then i saw him or not driving sorry like i assumed he was alive which he is but he's like unwell oh i didn't know that yeah so i'm just trying to like get to that part I guess when they kind of start to explain it because I was watching the documentary and then I went on Instagram and I saw it wasn't like a meme it was like a picture and then it was like a quote you know it wasn't like a meme but it was like Mick Schumacher being like I would give anything to talk motorsport with my father and I was like is he dead yeah I saw that part it was at the start of the documentary and I was like or huh? no no it wasn't in the documentary yeah. i saw that post as well but also in the start of the documentary they were referring to him and it seemed like he had passed away or something yes but he parts. hasn't passed away yeah. 
he was in a ski accident and then like a couple years ago or like in 2013 or something like that I might have I might have made that year up I don't <laughs> I don't know but he was in a ski accident and he was in a coma and he's has since woken up but I think he's like not the same oh that's, you, do you get what yeah what, that's what I'm getting at yeah I feel bad for saying the movie was boring man but I'm just I definitely want to finish it to get to the part with like an explanation um but yeah I think he's just like in rehab and stuff for not just like physical you know yeah it's really sad for Mick because he's like finally made it to F1 like it's his rookie season and to know that your dad is like a legend and you can't speak about it with him for being a boy especially I feel like it's like a bonding moment like I feel like girls like mothers and daughters could just bond because they feel like bonding but sometimes with dads I feel like it might be harder yeah that's very sad for him yeah and I'm sure when he was well it was probably like an expectation that maybe Mick would make it someday and he can't like share that with Michael yeah hopefully he gets better better enough maybe I will finish up the documentary also (laughs) Good idea. We'll see. And I want to see the parts that Vettel is in. Mm. Oh, yeah. Vettel and uh, Mick have such a cute relationship now. They, like, play soccer together and stuff in, like, the back of the paddock or whatever. It makes me so happy. Because, like, it's still, like, family friends or whatever. Yeah, they, like, ride their bikes together and stuff. They're, like, friends. Yeah. I want to see their parts in the documentary because I've just seen them in like previews, but I'm 40 minutes into the documentary and they haven't showed up yet. It's just been like Michael Schumacher's wife. We get his brother. And his dad's in it too, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the young Michael Schumacher and his wife, they were like really hot. Like together. Power couple really good looking couple and she says that he's like really nice and like considerate and like he would wake up early in the morning to leave and he wouldn't like wake her up because he was so like gentle and quiet and did not want to wake her and I was like that's very cute sweet Michael Schumacher a softy but yeah that shows we're not like true F1 fans we don't know like the legends we just know like DR (laughs) seriously Like, I learned more about, like, the other people, like, Senna and stuff in the documentary. But, like, not because I know anything in real life. Some of the people I work with talk about it, and they mention, like, old stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I just started watching, haha. Not even, like, the beginning of the season. Like, we started, like, the second half of the season. Yeah. I was like, no, you don't understand, I just started watching. Okay. I'm excited for season four of Drive to Survive. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Is do you know when it's coming out? I guess at the at the end of the season. Yes, but I might have made this up, but for some reason I thought I saw something that said March. Oh. I think that's when the season's over. Isn't the season over in like December? Oh. Okay, ignore me. I thought it was on, like, a calendar year schedule. I'm not sure. 
But yeah, it'll be nice when the season comes out because we actually watched some of it, like, in real life. So. Yes. Okay, yeah, the last race, the 22nd race is December 10th. Okay, just just ignore me. Cut that part out, it, okay, the Sam? season. The season, the season starts in March, oh. I think. Yeah, that's what I was confused with. Unless this is like a COVID year, I don't know. But anyways, I might have made it up, but I think I saw that season four was coming out in March. Which, if they finish in December, it lines up. Yeah. Okay, I guess all that's left is our rock star and wanker of the race. Okay. Okay, I have my Sh- rock shall- star. I think I know who your rock star is. Daniel. My rock star is also Daniel. I think he deserves to be everyone's rock star, which he is because he was driver of the week, the day. Driver of the, why did I say of the week? What's wrong with me? Driver of the day. Well deserved. Yeah, Daniel did a good drive and he deserved it and he was so happy when he won. So He was glowing. And wanker? I'm going to have to think about for a second. If you have yours, you can go. I also have to think about it. I mean, automatic wanker, Mazapan, but like, who's like the legit wanker in regards to the race? I kind of want to name Lewis the wanker, just because the memes are so funny of the Red Bull literally on top of his head. (laughs) But I don't know if he deserves the wanker status. I mean, I don't know. I feel like nothing really like bad went wrong this race. Yeah, nothing funny bad went wrong. You know what? I'm just gonna say my wanker's Max because he's a dummy. Like losing a spot to Lewis is better because you can make it up later than not finishing. Get it together. Okay, you can name your wanker as Max, and I'll name mine as Lewis because. In my head, it's still Lewis's fault. True. And the memes are funny, and I like to pick a funny wanker. Okay, see you in Russia. Yes, see you in Russia. Sochi, it's like the Olympics. Wow. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.